Radio City Sports, Saint and Snods with odsdesignerclothing.com. Affordable luxury, unbeatable style for every season. And of yeah. course, for the next few nights, we've, we, the next few days, we've got the playoff oh, finals. Brilliant. brilliant. Love the playoff I finals. Guess Preston tomorrow, our kids' team. Yeah. Are you, are you not going? We play tomorrow. Of course you do. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. Clash. Of course you do. I keep thinking like the proper seat. I do love my brother, but I love Everton more than himself. <laughs> yeah. I want to be at Everton. With a little TV maybe at the side. Well, yeah. kicks off same week. Kicks off we late, kick off three. Yeah. They kick off at oh, half five. Because well, so today I'll is Wickham South End, half right. past five. Half past five tomorrow, Preston. And then the biggie. Oh. The biggest game in football, they said, don't they? Financially. £25 million quid, they're saying it's worth. Yeah. For the winner, the championship, one. Middlesbrough, of course, against Norwich. What a game it is as well! Fantastic. Um, and of course, we should bring in a man who knows all about playing for Middlesbrough because he spent six. In fact, he, he's basically alone with Colin Cooper, Mister Middlesbrough, which is quite ironic, really, seeing as he's from Liverpool. I know. <laughs> and to be, to be fair, times I've been out with him on a night, he's a pain in the backside as well. Yeah. Well, you, you better take that up with him. No, well, Iggy, how are you, pal? I'm very well, thank you, mate. That's, <laughs> that's, that's scandalous. It's scandalous. It, yeah. I'm only saying on a night out when we've been together. Listen, you probably can't remember what happens on a night out. I'm always <laughs> looking after you. Craig, you have developed a full-on mixture of Scouse, Northeast, Middlesbrough accents here, haven't you? You have actually got the full... You're like Jan Mulby. And his barns. Listen, I've been up here that long now. Um, I was 22. Two when I came up here, I'm 45 now, so you know I've spent more time up here than I have at Liverpool. Mm. But, um, so I, I I always think I'm Scouse, and people up here think I'm <laughs> I'm really broad Scouse and can't understand me. But you know when I go home and speak to the lads and my mates, they they always take a make out of me about the accent. <laughs> so Paul, how good is it to see Middlesbrough in this big game on uh, on Monday, mate? Ah, oh, listen, it's fabulous. It's um, it's fabulous for the town. It's fabulous for the fans. Fabulous for the club and. And the one person I'm, I'm so pleased is, is Steve Gibson. Mm. You know, he's put so much money into the club. The club's um, had a tough few years, I think it's six or seven years now, where it's been out of the Premier League. Mm. Uh, never really got close until this year when, again, you know, he's put his hand in his pocket, he's had a right go. Um, and, and thankfully, they've, they've made it this far, but the job's still not done yet. Are you surprised they've done as well as they, they have? Iggy, no, it's not. Yeah. I mean, you know, obviously I was assistant manager there That's this year. Right. And, um, I know the lads. I know the squad. Um, my belief was they were they were the best squad in in the championship, along with Derby yeah. um, and Norwich. I thought were the best squad in the championship. Mm. Now mm. there's other teams with with good 11s. You know, Bournemouth's 11 is fantastic, and they thoroughly deserve to win the league. Um, but I would think you know Watford Watford have done great to get up and and, and do it automatically because. What Watford have got got goals. You yeah. know, when you've got Deeney and, and Vidra and Agalu, they've all pitched in with, with lots and lots of goals. You've always got a chance. But for me, I thought Borough, Borough were better than Watford for, for the whole of the season. I mean, Watford had a great end to the season, and you know, in the end, they've deserved it because yeah. they've got the most points. But you know, I think if, if Borough had another goal scorer to go along with Bamford, um, mm. they'd have definitely been promoted mm. automatically. Mm. So. What's the manager like, Karanka? We had good reports about him. Uh, <laughs> You're asking the wrong man. I know, I know, mate. But I've got, to, I've got to ask you about him. No, listen, he's um, he's very professional, very serious about his job. Um, the training is fantastic, but the training's all Mourinho. You know, it's mm, is it? he worked with Jose at Real Madrid. He was Real Madrid's number two for yeah. for three years with Jose. So he took everything off him, and 
the training, you speak to the lads about the training, the training's brilliant. You know, everything's on the clock and there's a method behind it. And and that's, they're the bits Snodger, I'll take away with me. Right. You know, whatever I do in the future, that I'll take all that because it was fantastic. Right. Um, quite difficult at times, you know, with the with the language barrier, with the, the personality he was, with the culture. Yeah. Um, but attention to detail and match prep was, was unbelievable. Mm. You know, he, he wanted everything to the nth degree. Wanted to know everything about everything, so um, it was a it was a real experience working with him, mm. um, and I, I took a lot from it to be honest. Mm. If they if they do happen to go up again, and hopefully they they will do on uh, Monday, but uh, it's it is going to be a tough game. There's no question about it. How many players do you think they need? How many new players to stay up? That would be the first priority if they do come up. Yeah, and they need will. to stay in the league. Listen, they've they've played. A lot of good Premier League teams this year and haven't been disgraced. You know, yeah. we beat Man City at Man City. We we played Liverpool in the Cup and we drew two all after extra time, got beat when we took about 35 yeah. penalties <laughs> to beat us or whatever. Um, <laughs> and then Arsenal was a little bit different. You know, Arsenal were quality and, and won quite comfortably on the day. But again, the scoreline didn't disgrace them. So they will be competitive. But I think if they have five or six more, I would think, mm. you know, knowing the Premier League, um, but even then, there's no guarantees. You know what the Premier League's like. It's, it's difficult week in, week out. You, you're up against it. Um, so they, they will need five or six, I would think. But they're in a decent starting position to uh, to add to it because they've got players who who are capable. I mean, it, it you know it depends what happens with some of the loanees as well that they've got because yeah. I'm sure they'd they'd like to sign a couple of them because they are. They are quality, you know. Patrick Bamford in particular, who's mm, had a yeah. fantastic season. He's a he's a real talent. Um, whether he'll play for Chelsea or not, I don't know. Um, but he's certainly good enough to play in the Premier League. Mm. What about what about Ayala as well? He's again, you know, Danny's Danny's improved. He's got better and better as the season's gone on. He's, he, again, he's had a, an unbelievable season. If you want someone to head the ball and to be strong and dominant in the air in both boxes, yeah. Then, then he's your man. You know, he's he's come on leaps and bounds. I think, I think it's helped him working with Aitor because obviously they're both Spanish and, um, you know, they they understand each other. They've they've got a good working relationship, um, and I think he feels comfortable now, Danny, and it shows in his performances. You know, he's he really has has been outstanding this season. But so is, you know, Ben Gibson's played mm-hmm. alongside him, young yeah. Borough lad, um, in the under twenty ones now. Uh, he's regular in that. He's he's come on again and. You know he'll be a a really good Premier League centre half. So they've got some talent. They've got some some young players who are going to get better, um, but they will need to add. Okay, Ben had a loan spell over at Tranmere, didn't he? And he loved it. And, he loved and it. We, I watched him quite a few times playing there, and and it was sort of like you could see a young lad developing, but but he still looked, you know, a standard short of what you'd need, you know, what what Middlesbrough need. But he's he's taken that huge step, hasn't he? And he's just just really sort of like embraced it. Yeah, listen, when when you think about the age of the lad when he was at Tramier, mm. you know, they always say it takes two or three loans before you you see the player. Now mm. he went on loan at York and and experienced Wembley twice, I think, mm. in in the season he was there. Then he, he went to I think he went down to Plymouth, uh, then went to Tramier. Um, but he, again, he was only 18 and 19 when he was there. So he wasn't developed. His body wasn't, you know, he hadn't filled out. He, mm. he wasn't what you'd call a, especially for that league, a, a dominant, strong centre-half. You know, he's um, he had to fill out a bit. But he's just, again, he's he's got better and better. And as he's got to 19, 20, 
Um, obviously, he's played a lot of games for his age now. I think he's played well over 150 games, I think. Mm. So for a 20-year-old, 21-year-old to do that is mm. is brilliant. It, and it doesn't half bring you on. But he has this season. He's, he's got better and better. And, you know, again, I'm, I'm confident he's going to be a, a top centre-half in the Premier League. Mm. Well, they, pl- they played Norwich twice. Uh, he beat them comfortably as well, both, both occasions. That don't count for nothing, does it, come Monday? No, it doesn't. Um, Neil Adams was in charge when we played them at the Riverside, and that was, um, I think they were going through a bad time then. It was a, it was an easy game, if I'm honest, for Borough. You know, they ran out 4-0, four, four I think it was, comfortable winners. Um, I was a little bit surprised after that game how easy it was. But then at Carroll Road, I was at that game as well. And it, whilst it was 1-0 and Borough started the game really well, you know, first 15 minutes, 20 minutes, mm. I thought it was going to be 3 or 4 again. Um, but Norwich slowly got back into the game, and in the end, it was like the Alamo. You oh, know, it was brilliant. To watch. It was like watching. Half. It was like watching Sunderland Arsenal the other night. The second <laughs> half of that game, yeah. Middlesbrough's well, resilience was unbelievable, wasn't it? But listen, defensively, mm. they're so organised, and everybody knows what they're doing. Um, and, and it's for that reason I think the first goal um, in the playoff final on Monday will be massive. I yeah. think if Borough mm. score it, I think they'll win the game mm. because they know how to defend. They frustrated Norwich last time. Norwich ended up running out of ideas because mm. he couldn't break them down. And I think Borough will, you know, on the counter-attack, they've got some really quick players and I think they'll score more. Um, but saying that, if Norwich score the first goal, I think Borough could be in for a tough day yeah. because they'll have to come out and play yeah. then. Mm. And they don't score bucket loads of goals. Borough. No, they don't. You know, that's not their yeah. thing. Their thing is the defensive bit. So I think first goal is going to be massive. Craig, mm. when, did, when did the club manage to rid itself of the perception from people outside the area that players who were signing for Middlesbrough you know if you were if you were a player you wanted to get looked after and get a few quid go and play for Middlesbrough and you know you didn't have to bust a gut but you'd, you'd still get looked after the attitude within football seems to have changed now that you know that that doesn't happen anymore that you don't just get looked after that that there is a strict wage structure again that Steve Gibson's got in place well I think he's had to you know he's had that many years of I mean if you look at some of the players that they've had you know you could Alan Boxick, Mendieta, yeah, Christian yeah. Carambu, Reisiger. You know, you, you could go on forever and ever. Rochin back, Emerson, Janino, Ravinelli. This <laughs> unbelievable Incredible, list of players. And I, yeah. Listen, I've, I've missed some unbelievable world-class players out there, like Christian Ziga and people like that. <laughs> so the money that that must have cost to get them to play for the club would be astronomical. I mean, when we signed Ravinelli, I always said it was, you know, it's the equivalent of signing a, a Messi or Ronaldo mm, now yeah. because he was top-scoring in the Champions League or what it was the European Cup then, he'd won the final with Juventus. We bought him for seven and a half million. That seven and a half million now is three hundred million mm-hmm. for Messi and it's five hundred grand a week, if you like. So yeah. finances in football have moved on massively where that would never happen again. Mm. So somewhere along the line, someone's had to pay for that. And it's been you know, Steve Gibson's done it and then he's come to a point which is why, you know, I've got I've got some sympathy with Tony Mowbray because when he came to the club, you know, he had a his remit was to get the wage bill down mm. to a manageable level, um, to a normal level, if you like, for the championship, whilst at the same time trying to still be competitive. Mm. And that's a, a really tough ask. Um, obviously, Tony, when Tony left and I talk come in, the, the core of the team is still um, some players that Tony bought, you know, Grant Ledbetter, George Friend. I think he had Danny Ayala there when he was there. So uh, Adam Reach, who plays wide, Albert Adoma, Muzzy Carriol. So they're all players who Tony... Tony had brought to the club, but unfortunately mm. couldn't couldn't finish the job. Who was the fellow that came from Empoli, the bold Italian striker? 
macaroni. Yeah, macaroni. He cost a fortune. And then there was the French kid Die Guard as well, wasn't there? You know, yeah, the, oh. yeah, Die Guard. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Listen, you there's, there's been Janino. loads and loads of them. If you sit down and think about it properly, yeah. the, the, you could put an eleven out that would stun. Everyone. Hamilton yeah. Rickard. Yeah. That was a world 11. Yeah. Yeah. They played for them. It was. It was. They were it was frightening, really, at the time. <laughs> As a player there, when, when they started signing the Ravenelli's and Genedios, it was like, who's going to walk through the door next? Because literally, it could have been anyone. You know, Brian Robson was, was attracting anybody yeah. he liked. Yeah. And the story goes, if we'd have stayed up, the year we got the three points taken off us and got to the cup finals and what have you, and got relegated, if we'd have stayed up that year, the story was there was Roberto Carlos, uh, <laughs> Romario was coming. Yeah, I think that was with Paul Ince and, and somebody else. There was about four or five who were all world stars. But and you ended up with Hamilton there. Rickard. Yeah. <laughs> we ended up going down. Listen, we still had, I mean, Gaza, you know, Gaza and yeah, Downs yeah. and Paul Mason. Yeah. Um, Marco Branca and Branco. Oh, Branca. Yeah. Oh, my wow. God. So it was like, it was frightening, really, to think about the team we had in the championship. Um, was unbelievable as well. Yeah. Gaza, oh Gaza, Gaza I love it. Oh. I, I mean, just 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 give us a quick story about what it was like to be with Gaza. Well, listen, Gaza was he, he was the most generous man you'll ever meet mm. in your life. But but every day was I mean I roomed with him. Oh, oh my, oh all the best, Diggy. I, I could talk for two hours about Gaza. He was he was absolutely fantastic. He was. I mean, you know what? The first his first ever day in training, he came in. And uh, we trained, and we were all getting ready. And he, he walks into we had Porter cabins then because Rockcliffe was getting built. Mm. And he walks in absolutely stark, as grabs a, a tray for his dinner with a plate, and he's just walking around the canteen naked. <laughs> <laughs> I was like what? The? Is so that the like, first? His first day. His first day. <laughs> the lads were killing themselves laughing, <laughs> and it was just like it was normal to him. It was like he was at a nudist camp. <laughs> That was like welcome to the club. It was at Middlesbrough as well when he when he decided to drive the team coach he one day, wasn't it? It was brilliant. He got the well, it, it was brilliant for us. He got the the keys off the driver. The driver was having dinner and he's he's managed to rob his keys that were on the table, and he's took the team coach out of Rockcliffe. Now there's a little, a very small driveway up Rockcliffe. Yeah, yeah. At the top of it, there was two big concrete pillars either side. So he's turned out in this coach and he stopped at the bus stop right next door. <laughs> And there's like three or four little old ladies, and he's opened the door, and he's gone, anyone for Darlington? So these, these ladies have gone, no. So he went up the road, and he turned the coach around and brought it back in. Now, as he's turned into the drive, he's caught this concrete oh. post with just after the passenger door. So instead of backing out again, he's carried on going forward. Oh. We could all hear this scrape at the top of the drive, and we're thinking, what is that? And when the coach come back, it was in a point. <laughs> he's done about 300 grand worth of damage to the oh, coach damn but he was mortified that he'd done it yeah. Mm, yeah he was devastated but what a great great fella did anyone ever actually it. prank Gaza no <laughs> no I think it, it's difficult to, to prank him to be honest because he's always he always wants to do something you know he's he's always on the lookout for things oh. I mean I remember they were going to London one day after training and Jimmy Firebelly's Jimmy got in the car <laughs> and Gazza had looked at Jimmy and said you can't come to London with me looking like that look at the state of your hair and Jimmy said what's wrong with the hair and he went look it's a mess and Gazza always used to keep you know the brill cream with the red tub <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he used to keep that in his car he had a Range Rover and it was in the armrest and he said I've got some brill cream in there Jim he said put some on 
So Jimmy's opened this bull cream and he's put it on his ear and Gaz went, that's brilliant, you can come now. So they go <laughs> off down the A1. After about 10, 15 minutes, Jimmy starts to, oh, Gaz, and my head's burning. <laughs> and as he's put his hand on his head, he's took his hand off and he's got a, a, a handful of hair. <laughs> and what Gaz had done was he'd emptied all the brill cream out and he put feet, you know, the hair in the brill cream. <laughs> <laughs> cream. <laughs> so all Jimmy's hair fell out. <laughs> and he had to go and shave all his hair off and he had to get steroid cream to put on because his head blistered. <laughs> Fantastic. It was unbelievable. We should just but do Jimmy, a... again, Jimmy loved it because, you know, Jimmy was Jimmy was a great mate. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. We Craig, could we could sit, I could sit and talk to you about Gaza for hours, but... Uh... Oh, I, I, I've listened, I've got about two hours worth. <laughs> well, funnily enough, we're, we're on for two hours, so we'll see you start of next season, pal. Come in and do a show with no, us. I, I've got to admit, I've been in his company a lot of times. Yeah. It gets boring after an hour, Iggy. <laughs> Thanks enough, Iggy. We've heard enough, pal. Cheers, <laughs> Brilliant to talk mate. to you, pal. Cheers. Thanks, Cheers, Iggy. Bye-bye. Oh, Bye-bye. Brilliant, brilliant. Oh, I, I mean, how can you, how can you play in the same dressing room as, as in? That? I know. It, every day, every, every day. minute, apparently, he was just on the wind up all the time. I, Gaza, no, you, everybody's frightened to leave <laughs> anything lying around. Can you, can you imagine him pulling up at the coach and saying, "Anybody nailing shoes, <laughs> nailing shoes to the floor and all sorts." Did you ever see the one when he was when he went to Rangers and he was making the documentary program about signing for Rangers when he went from Lazio, and um, he he said, oh, "Oh yeah, I live just up here." I got, you know, he's got the film crew with him yeah. following. And he goes, oh, I've not got me key. I'll see if Jimmy's in. Knocks on the door. He's got the film crew with him with a microphone. <laughs> Remember the old Danny Baker Daz advert? Yeah, yeah. He's, some old woman's opened the door. He says, do you use Daz? <laughs> <laughs> trying, oh, brilliant. He is mad. Fanatical about football. This is Sington Snods on Radio City and City Talk.